This is Radio Parallax, a slightly different perspective from a slightly different view, with topics that include matters in science, technology, history, politics, current events, and whatever we damn well please. And now the host of Radio Parallax, Douglas Everett. Welcome to the program. We had originally envisioned this as being a special Valentine's Day show talking about love and romance. But the opportunity for a spectacular guest came along, and I think we're going to have to talk about love and romance in a future installment of this program, even though it is going out on Valentine's Day. In our second segment today, we have an interview with Willie Brown, the former Speaker of the California State Assembly, Mayor of San Francisco, and no matter how you look at it, one of the nation's most interesting politicians. Mr. Brown has a new book out titled Basic Brown, My Life and Our Times. Said Bill Cosby, funny entertaining, and most of all, informative. Willie Brown's the kind of guy that when the 60 Minutes crew came out to do a, a piece on our governor, George Dukmajian, a few years back, they tossed the piece out the window and instead did one with Willie Brown. We, uh, we find it hard to dislike a politician who says the two most important influences on his life were Machiavelli and the former Harlem congressman Adam Clayton Powell. By all means, stay tuned for segment two. And in our third segment today, we're going to speak with uh, one of the giants of progressive radio. That would be the Bay Area's Peter B. Collins, someone we've been hoping to bring to the show for some time. We'll speak with Peter B. in our third segment today, if, if my voice can hold on. Let's commence the show as we like to do with On This Date in History, which is, in our case today, February 14th, Valentine's Day. On this date in 1779, English explorer and navigator Captain James Cook was killed by Hawaiians during his third visit to the Pacific Island Group. On this date in 1776 in the United States, Alexander Graham Bell and Elisha Gray both apply for telephone patents, something we discussed uh, last month with Seth Shulman, a show you can find in our archives. On this date in 1962, First Lady Jacqueline Kennedy hosted the first televised tour of the White House. And I am extremely shocked to recall that I actually can remember that event. Today was a big day for science and technology. In 1978, Texas Instruments patented the first microchip. Twelve years later, in 1990, the American space probe Voyager 1 turned around and snapped a photo of the entire solar system. And on this date eight years ago, in the year 2000, an unmanned American spacecraft arrived at Eros, the largest near-Earth asteroid, and began a year-long survey of the object. At the end of its mission, scientists actually crash-landed the space probe on Eros, where it remains to this day. Our quote of the day comes from Sun Tzu, the author of The Art of War, a classic piece of, uh, of advice on how to conduct warfare. Sun Tzu said, there is no instance of a nation benefiting from prolonged warfare. We feel pretty confident that if you ask Dick Cheney, the former president of Halliburton, he'll be able to tell you that certain institutions can benefit from prolonged warfare. Our quip of the day comes from someone named Hal Eaton, who noted that the longest word in the English language is the one that follows the phrase, and now a word from our sponsor. Our stat of the day... U.S. drug companies fielded 35,000 sales reps in 1995. Today, there are almost 100,000, or one rep for every three doctors. And yes, medicine as practiced in these United States is largely being driven by the pharmaceutical companies. 
And while we don't have a joke of the day, we do have a quiz for you today titled, How Chivalrous Are You? This was by Anya Yurichishin, which was in the current edition of Esquire magazine, and I think very appropriate for today, Valentine's Day. You have to score this one yourself. But the questions in the How Chivalrous Are You? quiz are as follows. One, on a date, A, you always pay for dinner. That's plus five. B, even on your birthday. That's plus 15. C, but you make her pay for what she's eaten off your plate. That's minus 20. Two, you're on the street and a woman is attacked. You, A, confront the attacker. That's plus 20. B, you look around for someone strong and brave. That's plus two. C, you shout, hey, stop that. That's minus five. You shout it twice. That's minus 10. Question three. The person who best represents how you think women should be treated is A. Mullah Mohammed Omar, head of the Taliban. That's minus 50. B. Henry VIII. That's minus 15. C. Giovanni Casanova, which is plus 5. Or D. Oprah, plus 20. All right, fourth question. Someone grabs your girlfriend's ass at a bar. You A. Punch anyone who won't make eye contact plus 10. B, stand by her while she does, plus 5. C, tell her it was probably an accident and she needs to relax, minus 5. Or D, collect the 5 bucks and ask your buddy, well, was it worth it? That's minus 40. And final question in the Are You Chivalrous quiz is as follows. You're camping and a grizzly bear appears. You A, tell her to run then make yourself seem as big as possible like they showed you on the Discovery Channel. That's plus 20. Or B, run, telling her to make herself seem as big as possible like they showed you on the Discovery Channel. That would be minus 20. All right, in the tally, if you get more than 50 points, congratulations, you belong in the ranks of Prince Charming and Sir Lancelot. If you score above zero, you're still considered to be in the ranks of Sir Mix-a-Lot. And if you scored... In the negatives, you're a jackass. And on the flip side of things, we have requests from women that things a man should never do in their company. This comes from the editors of Marie Claire, as reprinted in Esquire. It's a simple list, but we have ten things a man should never do in the company of a woman, like one, reveal how much your car cost. Two, clean your gun. Three, talk about former exploits, ever. Four, refer to your mother as your best friend. Five, question our footwear. Six, tip less than 20%. Seven, do celebrity impressions. Eight, tell us you're going to kiss us. Just get on with it. Use the words slut, tramp, or whore, unless you're referring to another man. And lastly, polish your high school trophies, which you still have displayed. All right, let's do the good, the bad, and the ugly. Last week was evidently a good week for buying gold at a discount after a Florida memorabilia company minted 10,024 karat gold coins engraved with the words 
New England Patriots, 19-0, Super Bowl 42 champions. All right, it was conversely a bad week for, again, according to the Week magazine, for Dean Tong, a self-proclaimed domestic violence expert who has been featured on Dr. Phil, 48 Hours, and Nancy Grace, after he was charged in Florida with physically assaulting his wife. And finally, it was an ugly week last week for literacy after a British retail chain was forced to withdraw a new bed designed for 16-year-old girls that it had named Lolita. An embarrassed spokesman said store employees had never heard of Vladimir Nabokov's novel of the same name concerning a man who has a sexual relationship with a young girl. We had to look it up, he said. All right. From the Only in America file, we have uh, we have the following. Uh, of course, there's many fringe candidates running for office in this election year of 2008. One guy we want to cite is Richard Mad Dog Cogliari. He's running for the Democratic nomination for U.S. president. By occupation, he runs a hamburger stand. And we have the following quote from him on the subject of immigration. Said Mad Dog Cogliari, "Forget you're poor. You're wretched." Give us your tall blondes. All right, how about this hot potato? An article we're not going to spend too much time on today, but it certainly is raising eyebrows. As reported by Denise Galeen in the Los Angeles Times, reprinted in the B. Recent study on rats showed that low-cal sweeteners may actually be tied to weight gain. Apparently, rats on diets that contain saccharin gained more weight than rats given sugary food. This is a very interesting study. You may have noticed observing people that it does not appear to be the skinniest people who are drinking low-calorie soft drinks. Of course, it's quite a stretch to suggest that the low-calorie soft drinks and foods may actually be causing obesity, but these preliminary studies are raising eyebrows that might be possible. Anyway, we don't have time to go into that today, but we will return to that topic. Another topic I promise we're going to return to, I was, well, I was rather shocked to note in, in the current edition of New Scientist magazine, an article by Chris Mooney, who we've had on this program before. Chris Mooney is a very good writer, and his book, The Republican War on Science, uh, a couple years back, prompted us to speak with him. He's got a review in, in New Scientist about the book, The Hot Topic, by Gabriel Walker and David King. I have been privileged to also interview Sir David King in person when he was over at Capitol Public Radio and I was sitting in at Insight. I was very impressed by Sir David King and so was Chris Mooney after he read his book. The book sets out to find some middle ground between people who are shouting over the issue of uh, climate change. Said Chris Mooney, You can imagine my skepticism at the claim by science writer and news scientist consultant Gabriel Walker and the UK government's former science advisor David King that their book, The Hot Topic, will at last navigate us carefully between the extreme views on global warming and offer a compromise. Haven't we heard this before? By the end, though, Walker and King have not only lived up to their promise, but vastly exceeded it. Their overview of the science and policy of climate change is a model of clarity, comprehensiveness, and above all, sanity. It truly does find a middle ground in the climate debate. So we're going to do what we can to bring Sir David King to this program, and probably Chris Mooney as well. Stay tuned. 
I'm Douglas Everett. You're listening to Radio Parallax. Stay tuned for the one and only Willie Brown coming up after a short break. <laughs> 